Hey there, this is Vicki Arsenault, and you're listening to another episode of Faithing Your Fears. Hey, thanks for joining me again today, guys. I wanted to continue on from last week when we were talking about Moses. I was talking to you that time about how sometimes we can be a Moses to God, where God asks us to do something and we're like, um, nope, I don't think so. I don't think I'm equipped for that one. <laughs> oh, we're so funny. Um, the next thing I wanted to share with you though, was the other side of that. So what happened when the Egyptians finally let the Israelites go and the Israelites are out in the wilderness? So they're out in the wilderness. This is how we can be like Moses, but we can also <laughs> be like the Israelites because the Israelites were in these terrible, terrible conditions. And in fact, they were made slaves. And then when Moses went the first time to ask for, to let them just go worship God, and he said, no, he put them to work even harder. And usually the Israelites were given some straw to help make brick and everything. And they had a certain quota that they had to meet every single day. Well, after Moses went there, Pharaoh was like, hey, you know what? We're going to take away the straw. We're not going to get it for you. You have to get your own straw. And now you have to make the same quota, but you got to go find your own straw to do it. And then they couldn't do it, obviously, because it was too much. And then they would get beaten for not being able to produce what they were supposed to produce, right? So God frees them this from this. This is like horrible, horrible conditions that they were crying to God to get out of in the first place. And then here's what's happening, right? So we get to Exodus 16. And here are the Israelites, okay? Verse 3. If only the Lord had killed us back in Egypt, they moaned. There we sat around pots filled with meat and ate all the bread we wanted. But now you've brought us into this wilderness to starve us all to death. It's like very dramatic, right? <laughs> okay, I could, I could even just stop there just for one second. Because how many times has God delivered us from something? And then when we are in a, another situation, we look back and say, oh, that was so much better than where I am right now. Even though when you were there, it was horrible. You couldn't wait to get out. And then you get out and things are a little bit hard and uncomfortable and not within your control. And suddenly you start looking back and saying how great that was. You forget all the, the troubles. It's sort of like when you have um, a boyfriend that you broke up with because it just wasn't working out. Maybe he was kind of a jerk or he cheated on you or whatever and you break up. Well, then some other girl starts to date him and then you look at that and you think, oh, this girl's getting him. Oh, she's so, but he, he's going to be so good to her and he's going to be this and he's going to be that. And you start thinking all these things, which while you were with him, things were awful. <laughs> so, <laughs> but now you're looking at him with somebody else and you're like, oh, probably everything's just great there. And here I am alone. <laughs> We start moaning, right? This is what we do when we're like teenagers and you know, early 20s. Hopefully not later than that. But anyway, you get the feeling of like, uh, you start reminiscing about how great it was back there and forgetting all of the bad things that were back there. So anyway, back to verse 4. So the Lord says to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. 
Each day, the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. I will test them in this to see whether or not they're going to follow my instructions. So what do you think they did? Okay, so they went out and gathered up the food that they were supposed to. But do you think that they just gathered what they needed? Well, no, because what happens, you know, that Moses goes to them and said, you know, the Lord said, I've heard the Israelites complaints. So tell them in the morning, they're going to have all the bread they want. And in the evening, they're going to have meat to eat. Then, then you're going to know that I'm your God, the one that brought you out of Egypt. So they go, they get everything. Each household was only supposed to gather as much as it needed. Pick up, it said two quarts for each person in their tent of the the manna. When they measured it out, everybody had just enough. And those who gathered a lot had nothing left over. And those who gathered only a little had enough. And each family had just what it needed. And Moses told them up in verse 19, do not keep any of it until morning. But some of them didn't listen and kept some of it until morning. But by then it was full of maggots and had a terrible smell. And Moses was really angry with them. (laughs) That's the part I wanted to talk about today. Oh, goodness. Because sometimes we, first of all, we complain and we reminisce about how great something was when while we were there, it was terrible. But then also God delivers and he provides exactly what we need. And we're like, but I want more. I want more. I mean, I know you told me to take just what I need for today. What if I need a midnight snack? (laughs) What if I don't want to get up and go get manna tomorrow morning? I want to just keep some. (laughs) Isn't it just like us to try to like find a way around what God has told us to do? And it wasn't because God was, you know, trying to be mean, but it's just that act of obedience. Just like we talked about last time. It's like we struggle to just be blindly obedient and trust that God is always going to follow through on what he says. And what happened when they kept some of it until morning, it was full of maggots and it was stinky. That's what it says, right? And have you ever noticed, just think about it with like our health journey. We could get just the food that we need for the day. Just what we need nutritionally. You know, you need 1,700 calories. But then you're like, well, I'm going to eat 2,300 calories today. (laughs) And we overindulge, right? We overindulge and then we end up being unhealthy and overweight. And it's because we are taking more than we need. And how about with our finances? How about um, living within your means? You have a paycheck, you have certain expenses, but then let's go on above and beyond and let's put some stuff on a credit card or take out a loan for, you know, a new boat or a a new um, camper or a new anything, a new car, you know, whatever it is, we overindulge. And guess what happens? It ends up being gross and full of maggots and a terrible smell figuratively, right? Because now you're in a situation where you took more than you needed and it's not going to be great for you. If you had stuck with 
exactly what you needed, whether it came to your food or your finances or your relationships, right? Anything. You stick to what you need, then everything just goes well. When you start taking more than you need, everything starts to go downhill. And this has happened. I've worked with hundreds of people in all kinds of situations, whether it was with their health or with their finances and even in relationships, because you might be in a relationship where you're like, well, this person isn't fulfilling all of my needs. So you start seeking elsewhere. You start going outside the bounds of your relationship and trying to find fulfillment in something extra instead of just paying attention to what you actually need now. Guys, let's not be like the Israelites. Let's just stop and think and reflect a little bit about where we are in our lives. What are the areas of your life where you are overindulging? Where are you taking more than what God has told you to take? When you recognize that, cut it out. Just cut it out. Stop. Your life cannot be fully blessed when you are constantly overindulging and going beyond what God has told you to do. I'm just pausing here for a minute because I want you to really think about this. We don't need excess. God will provide everything when you need it. Right there, when we were talking about um, his instructions to Moses and how he was going to provide food, he said, I'm going to give you the bread in the morning and the quail in the evening. He told them exactly what's going to happen. Now, maybe they were out there for a long time and they're getting tired of eating the manna that's left on the ground. So what? At least it's food. You might be tired of some situations in your life. But you're still blessed. Just focus on that. Take what you need and stop overindulging in the things that you don't need. They're going to just turn to maggots. And they're going to have a stinky smell. (laughs) I don't want your life to have a stinky smell to it. I want you to have the fragrance of Jesus as you walk around. I want people to walk by you to be like, man... That girl or that guy, if you're a guy listening to this, man, there's just something different about them. Be okay with just enough. You don't have to have an overabundance. And don't complain about the things that you don't have. God's going to provide every single thing that you need. And just try to remember those things in the past that you might be looking back thinking, oh man, life sucks right now didn't suck five years ago when I was in that crappy relationship. (laughs) Sorry for the language, guys. It's just how I am. Um, But, you know, don't romanticize what happened in the past to make something that was awful look pretty compared to where you are right now. You're in the now. You're not in the past and you're not in the future. You're in today. And so focus on today live for the things that God has for you today. Okay? So I want to encourage you with that. I would love to hear from you. Um, You know, I know that sometimes life is uncomfortable. I know sometimes we just want things the way we want them. We all do. I do. You do. We all do, right? We're all just trying to go through this life, getting uh, closer to God any minute that we can. 
Uh, we're learning things about ourselves along the way. And sometimes the things we learn are not really that flattering. Sometimes we find out just how icky our heart really is. And that's when we can just, you know, pray out to God and just be like, God, please purify my heart. Purify my heart, God. Let me be more like you. And I want to jump over just real quickly. We're going to be ending here, but I want to give you an idea. If you go to Ephesians, oh, I think it's Ephesians 3. And what happened was Paul was praying for them. He's saying, um, when I think of all of this, this is verse 14, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And this is what I want to pray for you guys and for me today. This is Paul's prayer starting in verse 16. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Thank you for joining me today. Take that prayer on as your own prayer. Put the word I in there if you need to. And may I have the power to understand as all God's people should. May I have the glorious unlimited resources. He will empower me with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in my heart as I trust in him. Make it personal. That's Ephesians 3. All right. Have a great time. Uh, have a great day. Great time. Great day. I'll see you next week. Bye.